0: Hello and welcome to the Green Pole podcast. Tonight, as we park the antics of the Premier League to one side, we shift our focus on to Sunderland in the FA Cup on the weekend. And we're bringing back a much-loved series to the Green Pole podcast, which is the view from the other side. And here to give us the view from the other side tonight, we welcome digital journalist James Copley onto the podcast. How are you doing, James?
1: I'm good, thank you. How are you?
0: Yeah, very well. Thank you. Um yeah, I, th- I think we'll get straight into it really. Um I think we must just first start with how well Sunderland are doing in, in the championship. Give us give us your overall um thoughts on, on how they're doing. Um obviously won eleven games, um, which is pretty impressive so far.
1: Yeah, it's a bit mad really after four torrid years in League One, which were a complete struggle at times. That the novelty of League One wore off after about six months and it was pretty dire, to be honest, after that. And then it didn't look like we were going to get promoted. Um, But we did. Went up at Wembley, which was nice. And then you're sort of hoping that, you know, you can you can do okay in the Championship. And and to be honest, had you offered me 21st place at the start of the season, uh, I would have taken it because I know how hard the Championship can be. But uh, we've managed to sign a group of, of young, hungry players uh, who have got... Great talent. There's a few experienced pros in there as well, and we've managed to have a, a really good goal. As it stands, we are in ninth position, but we're only one point off Watford. Uh, sorry, three points off Watford in third. Obviously, they were relegated from the Premier League last season, um, and we're one point one point off the playoff at the moment. Haven't played pretty much everybody as well, so it's been a really enjoyable season. We've scored some really good goals. We've played some really good football. We've had some really good moments. Um, and, it, and it's been really refreshing to watch this team develop and break through. The average age is about 22, 23. Mm. Um, so, so it's all very exciting. A lot of the recruitment is very left of field, uh, which makes a nice change to just being sort of linked with and signing plodders uh, for such a long time. So, yeah, everything's going well at the moment. It's And, it, and it's really interesting to look at how Sunderland's fan base is now sort of... Switching a little bit in their focus and their attention and their expectation because we've had such a strong start of the season, and because we have a you know a a striker who is in form in Ross Stewart, um, a good goalkeeper, some good defenders, some really good midfielders, Dan Neal and Corey Evans. And with it being so congested up there, everybody's sort of looking at it going, Well, could we get into the playoffs? The top two are are pretty, pretty sewn up with Burnley and Sheffield United running away with it, but you know, could the playoffs happen? Possibly, it's it's there for for a team like Sunderland. Personally, I won't be disappointed if we if we don't if we don't get there, um, just because it's been such an enjoyable season so far. And I never expected us to be in the picture at this point. You're sort of looking at the Championship table now, and there's a 15 point gap between Sunderland and the relegation places. When when you're a Sunderland fan, I'm sure it's similar with with Fulham over the years as well. Yeah. When you've got that sort of um Premier League misery and heartache you're always looking over your shoulder at the relegation spots uh and, and thankfully there's a massive gap so you know i, I think most Sutherland fans are, are hugely satisfied at the moment
0: absolutely it's it's brilliant to see them doing so well after the obviously unfortunate double um double relegation um it, it's certainly really tight at the top of the championship between the promotion uh, and the playoffs as you as you said do you, do you think we can see back to back promotions for the black cats
1: it's it's really tough to say. I, I can't rule it out, but I, I wouldn't sort of hang my hat on it either. I think what's interesting actually is that, so Sunderland are in ninth at the moment. So if we go up the table and look at the, the teams that are above Sunderland, Millwall are in eighth. We've beaten them already this season and have them to play. Luton Town, we played them away from home. Drew 2-2, but we didn't have any fit strikers at the time. We've still got them to play at home. Middlesbrough, we've just beaten at the Stadium of Light. We lost at the Riverside earlier on in the season, but again, we had um, an injury blow right before that game. Ross Stewart, our main man, um, was injured. Norwich City, uh, we've played them at home. We lost, but Alex Neal, our manager, left the day of the game and we actually should have won that game. We're very unlucky to lose it. We've still got them to play. Blackburn Rovers, lost away from home, arguably should have won. um, Beaten them at home. Watford, same story with Luton Town, played them away from home, drew 2-2. Um, well, actually, sorry, Luton was 1-1, but Wat- Watford was 2-2. We still haven't played them at home. Uh, Burnley, top of the league. We were tuning up at the Stadium of Light before, shipping four goals. Sheffield United, we played them at their place and we had a man sent off. So in terms of the teams above us in, in and around us, we, we haven't really got a lot to fear. Um, there's only really Burnley in the second half um when they scored four past us where I've thought right we're really really sort of out of this game and they're so much better than us and and we still managed to go turn up against them in the first half mm-hmm. and lay a glove on them so it's very interesting it's very tight i think we can beat anybody but the 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 thing with youth is that you get the you know the refreshingness the bravery um the willingness to try things but you also get a bit of naivety at times as well and you wonder in a playoff, in a well, a, a playoff, hopefully, hopefully a playoff campaign, or when you're competing for things, whether that can whether that can let you down. So it could go, you know, it's a cliche, but it could go one of two ways. A, a, a double promotion to the Premier League would be, um, would be a phenomenal achievement. I can't remember what the stat is exactly, but mm. relegation, uh, sorry, promotion sides coming up from League One tend to finish, you know, bottom half of the table if not go down. So to even be up there at the moment is. Is is testament to the work the club are doing. But Absolutely. Uh, I mean, the the interesting thing from a from a northeastern perspective is that Middlesbrough are up in around the playoffs as well. So if Sunderland and Middlesbrough did finish in the playoff spots and met each other either in the semi-final or in the final at Wembley, that could be um, on another level crazy, to be honest.
0: Absolutely. It'll be a huge, huge kind of northeast derby as well. But that just shows how like open the championship is. And it's really great to see Sunderland playing with intent and the willingness to do well in the league. Um, it's Similarly with Fulham as well, of course, come up after previous relegations and were thriving um, in the top half of the Premier League, exceeding all sorts of expectations, which, of course, Sunderland are also doing, playing really well. Um, you mentioned a few times Ross Stewart. He's a pretty um, a pretty good player for you. He scored 11 goals, three assists so far this season. Is he, is he a standout player that um, Fulham should keep tabs on on the weekend?
1: Yeah, he, he's, he's quite frankly ridiculous. He's, he's the best centre-forward I've seen at Sunderland since Jermaine Defoe the first time around. The only player that sort of rivals him, but I think Stewart surpassed him now will be a, a player Fulham fans are familiar with. Josh Madger, we had him for six months in League One and he was superb. He left, didn't play with us in the Championship um, uh, other than a couple of games when we got relegated. But Ross Stewart is, is far and away better than Josh Madger. He's sublime. You mentioned those stats there, 10 goals, three assists. He's actually missed, I think, seven games, eight games. He, he picked up an injury against Middlesbrough at the Riverside Stadium and, and was out for a fair while. It was a muscle injury. He's come back into the side and he's hit the ground running again. He's he's an outstanding player who could easily play in the Premier League at some point, in my opinion. He's got 18 months left on his deal. Sunderland are trying to negotiate a, a new contract. Um, there's supposed to be interest from from top-end championship clubs and, and Premier League clubs. and There's a lot of clubs monitoring him. He could go for a big fee. It doesn't look like it's going to happen in January, thankfully, but he, he certainly wants to watch his... Is movement is is fantastic. Sunderland, sundland the way the club is and the way the fans are, and the history. We like a hard worker, mm. um, and that that can sometimes be to to the detriment. So players will come in and they'll they'll run around, but they'll they'll do it stupidly if if that makes sense. They'll they'll waste runs and they, they won't do it with any sort of intelligence. But Ross Stewart. His work rate is unmatched, but it's the intelligence of his runs as well. He creates his own chances, he causes problems, um, and his finishing is 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 really good. He's a a really exciting player, and you know when he when he joined the club, we were in League One, and Charlie Wyke was was bagging him in. I think he got thirty three goals that season. And when we signed him in, in the in the January, we didn't really understand why we'd signed him because um, he was his goal record in in Scotland wasn't wasn't really all that, to be honest. And he was, I think, 22, 23 when we signed him. So it wasn't one that made a great deal of sense, to be honest, to the naked eye without having seen him play. But, you know, he was superb last season, firing us to the playoffs um, and then to promotion. But yeah, he, he's, a, he's an exceptional player. And to be honest, if he does play, because Sunderland only have the one striker at the moment, it will be interesting to see if he does play um, or whether Mowbray tries to play with a false nine or something just to keep Stewart for the league, but mm. I'm intre- I'm interested to see how he would do against Fulham. Um, I think it's a really good barometer, a really interesting barometer with Fulham being a Premier League club and having some quality players, internationals, well managed under under Silver. I'd be really, really, really eager to see how Stewart does against you know a, a club and a management structure and, and players of that calibre.
0: Yeah, he's, de- he's as you said, he's definitely a key player for. Um... For your team. It really
1: I, I also think a lot, there'll be a lot of scouts as well there assessing whether Ross Stewart is, is good mm-hmm. enough against the Premier League side. I think that's a, a, a point to make.
0: Yeah, he's certainly a top player. And I think having having a player like that really does kind of bring the team together and playing as like a big unit. Um, we've seen it with plenty of times, including Fulham ourselves with Alexander Mitrovic, but it's brilliant, to, brilliant to see him scoring and on top form in the championship. And I'm, we, we can. We'll see if he um repeats it against Fulham on Saturday. Just on that, obviously, um, will we be? Will we, Do you think we'll? You'll see any changes to your to your usual lineup, um, for for the game?
1: It's it's a, a bit of a it's a bit of a quandary, really. I suppose um, trying to second guess Tony Mowbray. It's it's the first cup game Tony Mowbray has had with us. Um, to be honest, we're going so well in the league, um, that I'm not really sure. Again, the the thing with Ross Stewart is he is literally the only fit senior striker at the club because Ella Sims was recalled by Everton. We might get him back. Would it be in time for Saturday? I'm not sure. Um, Our team that played at the weekend against Middlesbrough is probably our strongest side, to be honest. Um, I'm guessing he will rotate... In some places, we have a lot of talented youngsters. There's a kid called Abdullah Bar, who's a a French midfielder. Jefferson Burnett, who played at the World Cup for Costa Rica. Michute, who's on loan from PSG. They all came off the bench against Middlesbrough Mm. and they're sort of dying embers of the game. I'm wondering if they get a run out. Um, Leon Diaku, who's a German youth international, hasn't played a lot. Would Mowbray want to get him minutes? But you have to balance this off against the fact that you are playing a team in the league above and a team who are going really well in the league above and playing some fantastic football. So it's interesting because, I mean, I, I don't know how Fulham intend to line up for this. I was actually having this discussion with my dad before this podcast mm-hmm. about about what Fulham will do because they're going so well in the league. Um, surely Fulham will will want a cup run and will play a strong side, I'm guessing.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm assuming. Or I am guessing myself. We will obviously be changing from our usual lineup. We usually make a few changes, um, particularly, particularly midfield and defense. I'm expecting some changes to our, um, to our fullbacks in in terms of, um, Levan coming in for Robinson. Um, and it'll be interesting to see if, um, Mumbabu gets a chance over Tete. Um, but yeah, we'll see what happens there. And then obviously our defense. I'm. I'm a, I think, uh, unlike the whole game, I think we will um, remain with Tim Ream and, and Diop in, in the defence. But I think our midfield um, will be changed a little bit in terms of um, Tom Kearney coming back in. Um, Polina, our top player for us this season, I think he'll be rested. And in terms of the forwards, I think we'll be giving Carlos Vinicius another, a run out because obviously I'm not sure if Mitrovic is fit yet after um, an injury or some sort of little niggle and after the um, the Spurs game. But um it'll be interesting Dan, to see what happens.
1: Dan James as well as he likely to, oh Yeah, Dan James that, that,
0: that could be a shout as well. Um obviously changes onto the wings as well. Um mm. well, hoping yeah. to get hoping to see Solomon get some minutes as well, because he's he's looking very promising now. He's back. Um from-
1: I am just looking at your bench now from, from the Tottenham game and it, it, it scares me a little bit, just like Harry Wilson, <laughs> Tom Tom Kearney, Nathaniel Chandler, Dan James, Vinicius. It's like bloody hell. <laughs> <That's> just, <laughs> you, you forget you forget when you're not sort of covering a Premier League club like uh, weekly and game by game, like how strong some of these squads are?
0: Mm. Yeah, we we definitely haven't got the strongest squad, but at the same time, we've got a, a bench and a squad full of quality. And I think they definitely bring that to every game, even if we don't perform well. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how we match up um, on the pitch. Um, in terms of S- Sunderland's cup runs, obviously last last season, they were knocked out in the first round, unfortunately. Um, but this season, what what can we expect from the game on Saturday, and could can, can, can we see the Black Cats go go any um go further and extend their cup run?
1: I'd hope so. We haven't had an FA Cup run for a long time. Obviously, being in League One, you went there at the first round. I think we were knocked out twice against Mansfield in consecutive seasons. Which nothing against Mansfield, but it's a bit embarrassing. It was a bit embarrassing having to play in the first round of the FA Cup, and I don't I don't say that as sort of an entitled supporter, but. In my lifetime, that had never really happened. So to, to see the club sink that low was was a disappointment. So it, it would be nice to have a cup run. I I don't think it's the priority for most Sunderland fans or indeed Sunderland as a club. I think what Sunderland will get out of this game is is what I mentioned with with the Ross Stewart thing is is that Sunderland have so many young promising players um, that it's it's a really good barometer of of where they're at and and where they're going and, and how well how well they can sort of cope and adapt and to, to the demands of, of Fulham. I think that's a really interesting caveat. You know, we've got a young goalkeeper, Anthony Patterson, Dan Ballard's a young player, Trey Hume, Elisi, Dan Neal, um, Diallo, Jack Clark, these players are all sort of 23 years mm. of age and and below. So I think what Southern fans would just like to see is, and what Fulham can expect, is probably a team that's going to give it a go. Um yeah. Because that's that's sort of how Sunderland play. We're quite tidy on the ball. Um, we signed a lot of these players in League One, and when you sign these players in League One, you you sort of wonder, you sort of wonder, can they get you out of League One? They're all good technicians and and whatnot. But and then the, I mean, we only really scraped out of League One in in the playoffs. But these players that were signed in League One have actually been better suited to the Championship in a way. Exactly. So then. Then you start to wonder if 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 they're technically good enough for the championship. Then how high is their ceiling and and the way Fulham play would that suit Sunderland? Obviously, it's a massive jump up in quality. So I mean, there's questions there to be answered, but it's one of those where I'm looking forward to to seeing them answered. And I think Sunderland will give it a go. A player like Dan Neil, if he plays, he's come up through Sunderland's academy. I think he's only twenty twenty one. It's only his second season. Um, playing senior football. He's a local lad, Sunderland fan. He's having an exceptional season. He's quality on the ball. The, the, the comparison that gets made, and perhaps it's an unfair comparison at this stage in his career, but it's almost it's almost unmissable, the likeness he has to, to Jordan Henderson, just in his yeah. mentality, the way he runs, the way he carries the ball. Um, I don't want to put too much pressure on him. He might never reach those levels, but there are definite comparisons there um if he plays it'll it'll be really 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 interesting to see to see how he does up against premier league players
0: yeah it sounds like you've definitely got a, a very young squad which is is good to good to see because it shows confidence and shows in, like hopefully they will put up a good fight um and fulham fulham certainly aren't going to this thinking it's going to be an easy game um i think most of us are all going to be on the edge of our seats thinking oh my word are we going to bottle another fa cup um get game but... <laughs> Yeah. I actually,
1: I, I was um, when I went to university uh, back in 2014 in Swansea, um, oh. and I think it was 2014 or 2015. Sunderland played Fulham in the cup at Craven Cottage. I think Fulham were a Championship team at the at the time. Sunderland were in the Premier League, and I travelled over from the Swansea to watch the game. And uh, you actually took the lead. Um, and I think we ended up winning three one in the end, and it was a really good day out, a really good night out. But I just remember desperately not wanting to lose to a championship side because you, you don't when you're a Premier League team, do you?
0: No, you definitely don't. It doesn't look good on the record, but it'll be interesting to see what happens in terms of um if there is a cup set, because of course Fulham will go into this as the favourites even though Sunderland obviously will definitely, hopefully, put up a good fight. Um, and It'll be interesting to see what happens. Let's just get, what, what is your score prediction for the weekend?
1: Um, I think Sunderland will score. I think it could be a bit of a classic, really, having I haven't had a little look at how Fulham play. I uh, will go with I'll go with four two Fulham. I, th- I think Sunderland will give it a go, but I think Fulham will just be a bit too strong for him in the end. But I, I think it could be a really good game. Two good football sides.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think it'll be a it'll be a very close game and I think we're we'll obviously expect goals. Um and it'll be interesting to see how we how we adapt early on and who who's on the front foot, et cetera, et cetera. But it'll, I think uh, it'll
1: be it'll be nil nil now.
0: <laughs> Don't jinx it. But um I'm probably gonna go for a low scoring one nil Fulham um win. Um not gonna not not gonna be biased at all or anything, but I think it'll be a good game. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how Sunderland will do. Um so yeah, is there is there anything else you'd like to mention before we wrap it up?
1: Um, no, not really. Just, I suppose, if, if anybody wants wants to know anything about Sunderland, then you can you can find out um, all about Sunderland AFC over at the Sunderland Network website. I'm probably contractually obliged to say that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. No worries. And th- thank you for joining me. It's been a pleasure to speak to you and um, good luck on the weekend and for the rest of the season. Thanks, you too. No worries. And thank you to all of our listeners. And we'll be back with the Sunderland preview later in the week. But for now, have a lovely evening and... Come on, you whites.